All right, Chris. Jesse. Uh, do you know how our intro is pretty awesome? Because I created it. Hello, liturgy. That that part? Or no, the, the the actual Cardinal Dolan. Oh, yeah. yeah. The know? liturgy is what enculturates right. the gospel. Yeah, you know how yes. like there's just clipped together. What are you, some kind of, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Right. Some kind of altar yes. boy. So um, Dennis and I do this thing. When you're not around, we do this thing called coffee talk. It's way better than it's what we way do better when than, you're here. It's way better than this. And we put out a call to our listeners to see, oh, if you make an intro for you know the liturgy guys' coffee talk episodes, then we'll send you a t-shirt and a pint glass and all that stuff. And I think a coffee that was my brilliant idea. Yeah, I think we were just kind of hopped up on caffeine at the time. Coffee fueled. <laughs> and up on uh, anyway, uh, so we got one, and I want to play it for you. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. It, can I say freaking on the podcast? Yeah, you can okay. say freaking. And uh, it was uh, above and beyond any type of expectations I would have had. I didn't even know that anybody was going to send anything in. So I, I don't want to, you know, get your, get your hopes up, but I think it will still exceed your expectations Most of, things do. of zero. You're listening to Coffee Talk with the Liturgy Guys. Excuse me. I happen to be passing. I thought you'd might like some coffee. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Because if beer is proof of God's love for us, then coffee is proof of his mercy. Oremus, caffeine, come to my assistance. Put that coffee down. This is not a real episode of the Liturgy Guys. Coffee's for closes only. There's no topic that we're discussing, and we're not even talking about liturgy the whole time. Are you telling us absolutely everything? Not exactly. We're also out of coffee. So without further ado, another Coffee Talk episode of The Liturgy Guys. Enjoy. Oh, that is yes. <laughs> The only drawback to it yeah. is that it's better than The Liturgy Guys podcast <laughs> intro. <laughs> That's Come on. fantastic. That's Come on, man. fantastic. I know. So, um, so anyway, um, it, yeah, we, we got that from a listener. I was totally shocked. So I definitely want to give uh, a huge shout out to James Germain. Sorry, I hope that I said your name right, uh, your last name. But James will be sending you a Liturgical Institute T-shirt and a pint glass, and um, Jesse's firstborn. We son. should send him a coffee cup too. I think that's yeah, appropriate. Exactly. Yeah, and my firstborn son. We have, in fact, we have that yeah. extra crate of coffee cups that Karen saved. Don't so. tell Let's, them. Yes, how save much the extra, extra crate. Yeah, we have no extra. James, stuff. how many coffee cups can you use, really? <clears throat> yeah. Well, that would be great if we send that to them. So, James, thank you so much for that. That was really awesome. It made our day, our week, possibly our year. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Jesse's still floating on the ceiling. I am. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we do actually have an episode this week, and we are talking about the Chrism Mass. And the Chrism Mass is the liturgy where the local bishop blesses the three holy oils. And in this episode... Uh, you will learn that I am very shocked to find out where these oils come from and, and how a diocese procures them. So without further ado, episode 28 of season two of The Liturgy Guys. Enjoy. I'm going to talk to you today about the Mass. The liturgy is what enculturates the gospel for us. What are you, some kind of altar boy? And, and it enculturates it into our day-to-day life, our, our day-to-day existence. It's pretty dang exciting, huh? We're called not to some crapshoot called life, but to an adventure in fidelity that beckons us to cast out to the deep. 
The Liturgical Institute is proud to present the Liturgy Guys. What is the Chrism Mass? Well, it's a particular Mass that happens once a year with the bishop and all of his priests and many of the faithful as well. Where they, Chris? They bless the oils to be used in the administration of the sacraments and consecrate the sacred chrism. You ever been, what is you, sacred chrism? I thought a chrism exactly. mass was a baptism. Like you go to a chrism. That's, that's is uh, a chrismation, right? Isn't that or a baptism christening merged Chris- together? Yeah. Chris- Wait, yeah. a chrismation instead of a cremation? That's, the, that's when you get chrismated, <laughs> yeah. It brings life, not death. What is chrism? It's the oil that's used for what, Chris? The, well, the chrism is used for the sacrament of baptism. So after your little shaver there is uh, baptized, gets uh, anointed with sacred my chrism. Sh- my shaver? <laughs> little kid. Oh, okay. It's a Wisconsin uh, word. Uh, probably. <laughs> and then it's used in the uh, sacrament of confirmation. Uh-huh. Right? So it's the oil. Because that, that is the completion of your baptismal yes, promise, right? Yes. I see. Fulfillment. I, I see, Jesse, a uh, rite of confirmation podcast oh, in the okay. future. All right. Yeah. We'll Mark it down. Okay. It's used in the sacrament of ordination for priests. Priests are anointed on the palms of their hands with sacred chrism, and bishops are anointed with sacred chrism. Do you know how on they're the, anointed? On their head. Yeah, it's poured yeah. over the top of their yeah, head. Yeah, Bishop Barron was talking about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He said his uh, uh, zucchetto was just soaked in yeah. chrism oil. There's this Old Testament uh, reference about how when Aaron was anointed high priest, the I guess Moses poured the oil on his head, and it describes the oil running right down the beard. beard. Yeah. Okay, so it's used So do in, you need to have a so, beard to be a bishop? <laughs> so the, the bishop confects this, right, so to speak, and they do it only yeah. once a year. Yeah. Oh, I'm not done explaining oh, what the sorry, sorry, sorry. So where, Dennis, you should know the answer to this. I don't. Where do you yes, keep you it? Do. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you probably do know that, too. Uh, what, what other sacramental rites is sacred chrism used in? Anointing of the sick? No. That's the oil of the sick, but oh. they also make that in the chrism mass, don't they? Yep. How about the Easter vigil? No. Well, if someone's getting baptized, they use it at Easter vigil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but what other sacramental rite is it used in? Sacred chrism. Do, 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 it wasn't marriage. Do, 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 do. It's altar. Do, do. Oh, altar. the dedication oh, of an altar. altar. Dedication right. of an altar. I should know that. You because the altar that. is a body, it's That's Christ, right. and it gets treated like and a altar. You should listen to the liturgy last, guys' podcast. No, I should listen yeah. to myself. And one, one uh, last rite that I can think it's used in, related to an altar, is a... Church building, that's right, Dennis. Oh, church yeah, building. when they go yes. out and anoint the 12 spots or the four spots on the walls of right. the church, indicating the 12 gates of the heavenly Jerusalem, which nice. are the 12 apostles, who are the yes. gates to the Lord for the nations. Yes. All right, so that's what chrism Massa is used in. I think it's used, maybe still is in the extraordinary You mean the chrism oil is chrism used? Oil, okay. thank you. Is used uh, for bells, I think, too. Oh, really? It's cool. not any longer, but I, cool. if I remember that properly. Oh, wow. So that's what chrism uh, is used for. But then, Jesse, you hinted at this. There's a couple more oils that are uh, blessed. One is uh, the oil of the sick, which is used for anointing the sick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Yes. And what's the third one? Catechumen? Yeah, oil, oil of catechumens, which is used uh, prior to baptism. So it's used for an infant. Your shaver. Little, your little shaver, shaver there will get uh, anointed with uh, oil of the catechumens, and, and this accompanies an exorcism. This is before he goes down into the water. And then afterwards mm. is the anointing with the sacred chrism. And also for adults, in, there's this period called the catechumenate. There's uh, rites for anointing uh, of catechumens during there, too. So Can we back up for a second? Oils, yeah. Okay, so these three oils are, what do you say, confected, made? 
What you say is the first two, oil of the sick and oil of the catechumens, are blessed. blessed. This is the terminology that the church uses. The oil, uh, the sacred chrism, is consecrated, uh-huh. which, I don't know, if you're a liturgy nerd guy, you find this interesting because the term consecration is almost never used anymore. Sacred chrism is consecrated and uh, virgins are consecrated. Everything else is blessed. So I don't know if it's just a, that's an accident that mm-hmm. that the, the term is still reserved, but that's what it's called. The, okay. So the first two are blessed, the chrism is consecrated. And oh. these are all made, so to speak, in whichever proper term, once a year at this big giant mass that's called the chrism mass, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah. that's what we're talking about today. So this, this is usually when? In Easter, right before Easter, right? Yeah. It's supposed to take place on uh, Holy Thursday. So uh, this is at least what is recommended in the Missal and Pontifical. And so all of the, it's celebra- celebrated by the bishop and all of the priests come together to can celebrate this mass because one of the elements too is the priests renew their priestly promises. Mm. And this, I think we've talked about in a former podcast. I mean, Holy Thursday and the Triduum is all about priesthood. All right, so the institution mostly, of the priesthood and Holy Thursday. Sure, right? mostly the priesthood of Jesus and how that's been passed on to the ordained priesthood, especially. I mean, our, our baptismal priesthood too, but especially the ordained priesthood. So they come that morning on the birthday of the priesthood to renew their promises. But what can happen, right? Thursday is kind of a big day in many parishes, especially if it's a large... Well, Holy Thursday, yeah. Yeah, Holy yeah. Thursday, especially if it's a large uh, diocese. So you'd go to the chrism mass and then you'd... Uh, Book it back. <laughs> You'd have to cut out after communion so you could make it back in time for Mass of the Lord's Supper. So what many dioceses do is they'll move, and this is uh, legit, they can move it to another day, but still close to Easter. So in La Crosse, for example, the Chrism Mass is on a Tuesday. Wow. But it's Bunch usually, of slackers up there. Yeah, you? Yeah. It's, well, because uh, they have to La Crosse the whole state to get there. <laughs> that's a good one, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's during, uh, it's during Holy Week is when this takes place. Okay, and this is a thing that, I'm sure existed before Vatican II, but it seems like in the last few decades, the importance has really been brought out. It's gotten bigger and bigger. A lot of people like to go. Is that a, kind of a rediscovery after liturgical movement? That is a good question to which I don't know the uh, answer. Okay. I don't know anything about the Chrism Mass really before. I've heard, before a, I've heard it um, more recently that it's something that the public likes to attend. And, yeah, they and get to be huge events in some it's places. A, it well, is that's a big what ga- it's meant to be. Yeah, it's a big gathering, and, and it's, it's really cool to see all of the priests of the diocese up there with the bishop. And yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big event. You don't get to see something like that every, every day in the So church. have you been before? I have not been, but I suspect that I will be going to one this year. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Dennis, have you ever been to a chrism mass? I think I have. Okay. Don't know where, but I think so. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's meant to be, you know, what the council uh, would say in its document on the liturgy is the preeminent manifestation of the church. Right. You want bishop, to see the church priest. is at a diocesan liturgical celebration where you have the bishop surrounded by his concelebrating clergy and the deacons and the ministers and the laity actively participating in one sacrifice at one altar. I mean, that's when the church is most mm-hmm. on display. And then yes. people carry the oils back to their parishes. Oh, yeah. Right. So all of a sudden that's, it's yeah, well, like let, this let, outflow. Let's wait, to let's wait for that. Yeah, don't get end. ahead of us. Then. I'm just yeah, excited. Start before the mass. It's too much coffee. Yeah. So this, this is one of the things that your diocesan liturgy director gets to do is prepare for the chrism mass. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about the oil for a second. Mm-hmm. Where does one get oil for the chrism mass? Olives. Uh, olive. Are they all from olives? Uh, they can. The oil can is supposed to be from olive oil, but it will say in the pontifical. So the pontifical 
Let's explain what the pontifical is. So you have the Roman ritual or the Rituale Romanum. Mm -hmm. This is a book for priests. Mm -hmm. You have a pontifical or pontificale. Which is for This is for pontiffs, for bishops. Yeah, Yeah, so all of the the blessing texts and other things for the bishop are are, uh, in the pontifical. So what the pontifical will say is that uh, the matter of the material is to come from oil pressed from olives or from another plant. What? That seems yeah. vague. So you can get like your Wessonality uh, corn oil and make stuff out of that. That's a yeah, plan. I don't know. I bet there's uh, some like hipster priests that are like, oh, yeah, this could is use aloe. Do you remember Florence Henderson like with those commercials? Oh, sure. Chicken's yeah, got this, sir, too. Can you use, well, on Fridays in Lent, you probably want to use fish oil. There yeah, you so go. you can't use fish oh, oil because it's not, not a, plant. a plant. Seaweed oil. You can't oil? use uh, canola. That would be a plant. Coconut. Yeah, you can't use uh, oil from that's bubbling up from you know beneath you Oklahoma or something. Motor right? oil. Can't ba- use motor baby oil. oil. Mm, Where does that come from? Come from doesn't know. come from babies. It doesn't. It, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So the oil is uh, uh, from olives mostly, that's or some it. other plant. Yeah, but, but most of the time olives. Okay, but unless you have your own diocesan olive press. Mm. To press your own olives, where do you get it? From the supermarket? Yeah. Yeah. Who are not sc- scandalized Wait, by this? We get Wait, it from, are you serious? Yeah. You get it from Whole Foods? Go to Costco. Organic. No. Does it have to be extra virgin <laughs> olive oil or can it be that off of no, yellow kind? No. It should be the yellow. I think it should be the yellow kind. So Wait, first of all, hold you, on, hold that's on. The, that's that's the, the worst quality. You're still oh. back at Sam's Club, aren't you? <laughs> I, I thought you guys were joking. No. You just like go to Costco and get yes. a gallon of olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. I was what? shocked when I first. I'm shocked that right tip. now. Yeah. Does I that need, disappoint you? I need to take a break. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, oil is oil, right? As long as it's reasonably. Yeah, but I thought pure. this was like some type of uh, no. systematic process no. that was. No, no, and I, I think the beauty of this. Okay. Let me try to lift you back up here. I, I would love it. I would love that. Is, right, the church uses real world stuff. Okay. You know, and uh, now you might say, well, the, we don't use a loaf of Wonder Bread. We mm-hmm. celebrate the Eucharist, but, uh, or you shouldn't. <laughs> but the, the, the oil is a normal olive oil. Now, so should you get extra virgin olive oil or just That's the, the first pressing. That's the good stuff, the green stuff. Yeah, but you know what? It, that's, that's, the pro, that's what I think the problem is. This is what priests tell me sometimes, is it's green. Yeah. And sometimes you've got this green. Yeah, just, that's how you know like it's, it's good. Off. No, it that's like how you know it's good. Versus you get this nice golden virgin olive. That's the stuff they have to force out with steam. It's like the lowest the quality. Do you think so? Yeah. That's and what they use, use for cooking and salads. And we've stuff. used both and um, I've heard that the, the extra virgin just doesn't... Uh, well, the, maybe the practical uh, practical reasons. See, are now think of a. Oh my now, you, I, you tried to an, uh, you started to answer this before. Uh, where's the where are the oils kept? In the ambry. In the ambry, right? So sometimes you see these glass displays and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Grandma's Hummel figurine cabinet. Is yeah. the glass yeah. case yeah. called an ambry, or is an ambry a part of the church building? It's both. Yes, it's the case in which the oils are. That's the ambry, but that is one of the furnishings of the church building. Where is but, there? Sorry. No, I just didn't know if there was a place that that was supposed to be. Well, where would it be? It's generally recommended that it's near the baptistry because you use it in baptism, but there's no, I don't think there's one prescribed place anymore. So it used like to be you the would sanctuary. Have, yeah, you would have sanctuary. Them. You could see a little, uh, little cupboard in the sanctuary is what it traditionally was, but I think you're right now, there might even be a, a recommendation of this that it's near yeah. the baptistry. If you go in an old church oh, and you look in the wall of the sanctuary, you might see a little bronze door and it says olia sancta on it it was like a little oh i was gonna say if it had like a sign that said in case of conversion break glass <laughs> and then you go That's in and grab grab the oil 
<laughs> but I think back to this, uh, which which type of olive oil? In case so of imagine you're seeing this this clear uh, these clear cases, and I think that the the golden oil is more attractive, at least, than you know this green oil that you might see. Okay. Anyway, that's, that's what people tell well, me. All right, I can't up. get okay. past it, but let's yeah, go. Yeah. I'm supremely angry, but not, okay, this is not the be, time or the be, place. Yeah, we'll deal with this off there. Okay, now the chrism. So the, the oil of the sick and the oil of catechumens is pure olive oil. But just the, oil. Just oil. But the chrism oil is, is different. Good. Yeah, because to that um, oil is added this uh, balsam or fragrance or some kind of aro uh, aromatic substance. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. what it is. And so, the, do you know where you get that, Jesse? No, I don't. The Holy Land. Yeah, you have to order that special. Oh, do you really? Yeah, they don't sell okay, that see, that's what I want okay. to hear. I want yeah, to hear that, okay. like, it's oh, okay. you got a good special order from uh, Mr. You know, Jones's uh, uh, Holy Land. If it comes from a church shop. goods catalog, it's legit. <laughs> if it comes you know, from Mariano's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then you have the, have you ever been to one of those olive oil bars where, like, you go and mm. you taste the dinner? Like, a lot of yeah, bars, but not olive oil. No, like, they give you these tiny little cups, and then you taste, like, garlic olive oil or basil. of orange. Yeah, all these things yeah lemon peel olive oil all the stuff and you just go down the line and then you this might be the evangelization technique wow. anyway okay. and so with the balsam then uh you you mix it with the olive oil and you can either do this before the mass begins or you the bishop can do it during the the celebration of the mass now here's a question i'm okay. interrupting you many times <coughs> you need some oil of the sick chris Sometimes you see it in a jar and it looks like oil that it would pour, but sometimes you have it in a little thing that's kind of waxy looking and thick. Is that a different, do they add something to it to make it solid like that? You know, like when a priest travels, they'll have a yeah, little... Yeah, no, what, what you're seeing is there's a little uh, container. And so what, what, what a parish or a priest will have is, I know, we call them oil stocks. It's mm -hmm. like a little black box and has very often three... I guess they're sterling or they're, they're stainless anyway, little containers. Sometimes they're, and there must be, I don't know, imagine they're like three three inches tall, you know, about the diameter of a quarter or something like that. And so what all the priests and parishes have to do is bring these stocks to the cathedral so that after the oil is blessed or consecrated, then it gets put into these stocks, which they will end up taking back to but the parish. But it stays parishes. liquid or it gets kind of no. semi-solid? Which you, sometimes, though, there's smaller uh, stocks or containers that, uh, and this is mostly, I would think, for oil of the sick. So if a priest had to go out and anoint someone, it'd take the small stock. And I think what you're seeing is you'll put like a, a ball of cotton or something mm -hmm. in that and then pour the oil in so it's not like sloshing yeah. around. It just kind of keeps it. Yeah, so it's not coagulated okay. or anything, but it keeps it from. So the only thing that priests, parish priests take from the chrism mass is a very small sample yes. of the. Okay, so they're not taking like going up and pouring things into a jug and then I'm out of here. No. It's supposed to be how much okay. you would use in a year, right? Because right. you don't want to throw it away Right, at the end. see, and you know, a priest can bless oil of the catechumens and oil of the sick if, if it comes to that, but he can't make sacred chrism. So what a priest would have to do, I think in a, before the, the revision of the code, you could add a little bit more oil to it as long as it wasn't more than half of what was in there. But now, if you need more oil, uh, you're supposed to call up the, the cathedral and say, I need more oil, and then you go down. Because <laughs> the there's a big a stock or a stash of it there at the cathedral that's used okay, to. Okay, let's keep going. All right, so where, did, uh, where do we leave off? Uh, okay, so we're still, we're still preparing for the chrism mass. Okay, uh, Holy Thursday, let's see, it takes place Holy Thursday. Okay, so at, uh, before the rite begins, what you'll, you'll see at your chrism mass is kind of three big, I don't know what these things are called, urns, uh, yeah, that's what we call them, urns or oil containers, where all of the oil is 
is put into these urns. They look like big coffee urns, kind of, right? They do. Yeah. They do. Um, yeah, this this is ideal. Coffee, coffee urns is well, ideal? No, no, not oh. coffee urns, but some... Um, it's really interesting to see how the oil gets distributed into other containers afterwards. You know, especially if Father's ready to get those oils and get back so he can celebrate Mass of the Lord's Supper. He's not going to wait around two hours to get his oil. So some places will start to Ooh. distribute, will divide them up early, and then the bishop will kind of bless them after they're already pre-poured. Is that allowed? Or like. yeah, it's allowed. Uh, I don't think it's quite as symbolic or it's not ideal let's put it yeah. that way oh it's time to talk about our sponsor this week pottery barn get your chrism urns at pottery barn now 20 percent off okay sorry okay so let's let's go back to the right then so uh you have these three urns and you have a little container of balsam this is at least how we do it in lacrosse because we have the bishop wants to mix it himself and then we try to get representatives from Oh, kind of the, the different groups to carry these forward. So to carry the oil for the sacred chrism forward, it's supposed to be uh, a deacon, a deacon or a priest. And so we, we find transitional deacons to carry this oil forward. The bishop's going to consecrate it, and that same oil will be used to anoint their hands. At their ordination. At their ordination. Oh, sweet. Right. Yeah. Mind for blown. The, for the oil of the catechumens, we find uh, people in RCIA or... Uh, CCD teachers, teach, uh, people who, who teach, so they bring forward the oil of the catechumens. Now, do sick people bring up the oil for the sick? <laughs> no, but that would be, they oh. could, I suppose. We bring, uh, we try to find caregivers, for example, oh. that would bring the oil forward. So everything's prepared. These are in the back of the church. The mass begins. Everybody comes in. The mass is uh, as usual until after the homily. After the homily is when the priests renew their priestly promises. So the bishop asks them these different questions, and they uh, respond affirmatively, reaffirming their promises. And then we get down to the business of blessing the oils. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The regular old olive oil. Ray. <laughs> you From Piggly Wigglies. <laughs> Sorry. Well, people aren't too upset by that. But I don't, I'm upset. It's a good but thing. Don't be upset. I don't, don't know why upset. I'm upset. It's, yeah. Okay. Okay, so you have the presentation of the oils, and it comes forward. Uh, the first oil, first you have the balsam coming forward, and then you have in procession the oil of the catechumens, and then you have the oil of the sick, and then you have the sacred chrism. And as this oil comes up... Oh, we're going to sing now? We're going to... Well, we're, we're going to give it... Could we do a apologize ahead of time? Um, guys, I don't have a song sheet. Yeah. I'm just uh, sight reading. <laughs> yeah, me too. So when uh, the oils are coming up, there's a, the pontifical has a specific hymn that it wants sung, and it's called uh, O Redeemer. And Dennis <clears throat> is going to lead us in it now. I am? Yeah. Okay, one. starts on right. Do, re, mi, pa, do, fa. O Redeemer, hear the anthem which your people gathered sing. On the fertile tree the kindly sunlight formed this offering, which bowed down your people gathered to the ages Savior bring. And it goes back to the refrain. Close enough. <laughs> More or less. On the Dennis and I, fertile tree. Dennis and I will not be in the choir at uh, the Christmas. Yeah. So what is it singing about? On the fertile tree, the kindly sunlight formed this offering, so which is now the, the olive tree. But what exactly. does it undo? That tree of death from the Garden yeah, so, of Eden. What does it anticipate the tree of life of the cross? I think that's it. So. 
And so the, the offering so, is so uh, heavy, the tree is bowed down, and your people gather up uh, the offering to the ages, what does it say, the ages saved, to bring the, the anointed one, the one who will be anointed with the oil. All right, so this is sung while it's, uh, the, the oil is brought up. They're presented to the bishop. Uh, this is where your rubricist, MC, liturgy uh, person gets involved. So they're presented in a different order. So it's real specific about how they're brought forward. You mean your how attentive MC, not your That's rubricist. right. Yeah, okay. That's right. So the first is the, the deacons present the oil for the sacred chrism, and they say, the oil for the sacred chrism, and the bishop takes it and he hands it off to somebody else. And then is presented the oil for the sick, and they give it to the bishop and he hands it off. The oil for catechumens, he takes it and he hands it off, and these oils then are ready to be blessed. And they can be blessed in two different ways. First, all three can be blessed uh, right away. So you would bless the uh, oil of the sick, I think is first, then the so not in the order that they were presented. Yeah, see, it, this this it gets really confusing. The oil of the sick is blessed first, right? then the oil of the catechumens, and then the oil of the uh, for the sacred chrism. That's the first option. You just do them all right away, right after the bishop receives them. Or the traditional way to do it is the oils are kind of set aside, and mass continues as usual. And right at the end of the Eucharistic prayer, the oil bears for the oil of the sick. They take it in front of the altar. And the bishop blesses the oil of the sick, right, I think it's right before the through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. So before the Eucharistic prayer is ended, the oil of the sick is blessed. Hmm. And then mass continues, and then after the prayer of communion, the oil of the catechumens and the sacred chrism is blessed. Oh, I see what's going on here. Do you? Yeah. It is, it is hard to see. Weren't there, weren't there a series of places in the, ma- in the early mass where different people would be dismissed? Or there are different stages that somebody could attend. Yeah, you started right, but I don't oh, think you finished right. But it is really hard to yeah. reconstruct. But yeah, early, uh, you know, as far as anybody knows, in the second and third century, there's there's records of of materials used in the administration of the sacraments being blessed in the context of the Eucharistic prayer. Okay, kind of if this is kind of the epicenter of of uh, blessing of, of uh, eulogia is the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. The U- is uh, so you kind of bless those things in proximity to the Eucharist to kind of, I don't know. Okay. This, I don't want to get all new age. So I was wrong. Who's out sideways? <laughs> I was wrong, but I was almost right. Got yeah. it. To so participate the, in the larger blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So the, 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 there's two ways then these can be blessed. So when uh, the oil is uh, blessed, however where you do it, there first is a short blessing for the oil of the sick. It says, God of all consolation, you chose and sent your son into the world. Graciously listen to the prayer of faith. Send the power of your Holy Spirit, the consoler, into this precious oil, this soothing ointment, this mm. rich gift, fruit of the earth. Okay, so that's the beginning of the prayer for the sick. It doesn't say delicious anywhere, does it? Uh, no, because good olive oil. No, mm. no. Yeah, okay. The second... Uh, the blessing of the oil of catechumens. Lord God, protector of all who believe in you, bless this oil and give wisdom and strength to all who are anointed with it. See, so this is a special oil of strength, right? So your little, your baby or your mm-hmm. adult is about to go into the depths of the water to, to do battle with the devil, with right? the Leviathan. And he's, we need to oil him up yeah. to show Slippery. his or her strength and kind of slip out of her grasp. So the oil of the catechumens denotes strength. Right. Then what happens for the oil? The, the is that the oil that bodybuilders use when they <laughs> olive oil? They but it, it, it signify, it's meant to signify the same type right. of thing, though. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is the oil Chris is, uses every time he goes to a bar because the ladies are always after. Hey, you're the ones who are going to the, <laughs> uh, to the olive oil bar. He's got a wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then finally you get to the consecration of the sacred chrism. And what happens then here is, is the bishop will take the, the balsam, the perfume mm-hmm. oil. And he'll, oh, this he'll, is the good one. Yeah, this, this is, the, is the cool one. So he'll pour it in there and he'll stir it around. And there's this invitation. This is the only one that has an invitation to pray. Let us pray that God, our almighty Father, will bless this oil so that all who are anointed with it may be inwardly transformed and come to share in eternal salvation. But before he continues, he breathes yeah. next on the oil. Yeah, so he'll breathe on the oil. I, I, it doesn't say this here in the uh, pontifical, but I remember our bishops, they, they breathe in the sign of the cross, too. Mm-hmm. And breathing Three is a good biblical image of recreation, life, right? Yeah, God and breathes life see, into what, what is he breathing into? The Holy Spirit. The Ruach, exactly. Yeah. So when, when Jesus says uh, he breathed on them and received the Holy Spirit, it's, it's as if the bishop, who is kind of the high priest par excellence, is in some way breathing the Holy Spirit into this oil, yeah. which will be used later to... Uh, say confirm and that's kind of the conduit or the sacramental sign where you receive the holy spirit so it's kind of passing from the bishop through the breath into the oil and eventually to those who are confirmed. so if i was ever a bishop i would just stand behind people and bring breathe heavily on them <laughs> and then they would say what are you doing i'd be like it's the holy, holy spirit, spirit man yeah. it's the holy spirit let's hope you brushed your teeth yeah right <laughs> okay and so uh then the then the prayer continues and it's a very long prayer and all of the priests actually uh, assist in the blessing of this oil so at one point they'll even uh you know raise their hand in a gesture of blessing and they'll join in part of the prayer text but it's a very beautiful anamnetic prayer what is an anamnetic it, prayer? it is remembering of something that happened right and, and making so real it's kind of like what we might be more familiar with is the blessing of holy water where it talks about the waters of creation and the waters of the flood and the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Red Sea. Well, this is going to recount anointings and olive oil. So we'll say, God, our maker, source of all growth and holiness, etc. In the beginning at your command, the earth produced fruit bearing trees, which is just what Dennis sang about in the original. Hey, don't song. blame that on me, dude. We were t- <laughs> <laughs> singing about that tree that's bowed down low with such fruit of the olives that the people gather up uh, to, to signify the anointed that one. That is beautiful. I love it. Uh, Let's see. From the fruit of the olive tree, you have provided us with oil for holy chrism. The prophet David sang of the life and joy that the oil would bring. Uh, After the avenging flood, the dove returning to Noah had what? An olive branch. An olive branch. Yes, I never thought of that before. So you've got this baptismal cleansing followed by the the anointing with the olive oil. So why would you use anything other than olive oil? Why would you use some other plant-based thing? Just because the resources are not available? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I can't imagine any place, at least in the United States. Could you say could you say you should use olive oil, or is that that's the clear preference? Okay, Yeah. yeah. But maybe in some cases it's not available in some parts of the world. I don't know. I think that's what the the and there might be been. enculturation, too, that another exactly. oil might mean something differently in another culture. Yeah, yeah. At your command, Aaron was washed with water, and your servant Moses, his brother, anointed him priest. This, too, foreshadowed a greater thing to come. And the prayer goes on, and it goes on and on, and uh, in a good way, of course. Right. And so, <laughs> Father, we ask you to bless this oil you have created. Fill it with the power of your Holy Spirit through Christ your Son. And it continues on. And on again. And so this is how the sacred chrism is uh, blessed. So then, after all the oil is blessed, now it has to get from these urns into these little oil stocks so that it can go back to 
the parishes. I bet that could be kind of dangerous and slippery and uh, dropping things. Well, it can be. I, yeah. I, I don't know how other places do it. In La Crosse, we, we bless all the oils right after they're presented, and then they stay in the sanctuary during the celebration of the Eucharist, and during communion, they, uh, they leave early. So the servers bring the, the urns to, to a back room in the cathedral. And Doesn't that oil know that it needs the final <laughs> yeah, blessing to have That's, a valid yeah, mass yeah. experience? Yeah. And uh, some uh, other people that I work with from the Dasan Courier, we all, uh, is an assembly line, let me tell you. So we get all lined up and we have different pours. One is assigned for each of the oils and the oil stocks are already cleaned because they've been dropped off before mass and the, they're just passed in front of each of the distributor and they're filled up. And so when mass is over or shortly after mass is over, then all of the oil stocks then are filled up and ready to go back to the parishes and use for the next year. But this uh, distribution of the oil into the stocks is, uh, is a very interesting uh, How big component. did you say these stocks were again? I thought you said they were small. Now a parish's oil stock, again, imagine about the diameter of a quarter and maybe three or four inches tall. That doesn't seem like a, a lot. It's not. We don't. You don't really need a lot. You need more. Uh, you need less oil of the catechumens. You need more oil of the sick, probably. Okay. So when we fill up the urns, we make sure the urn that has the oil of the sick has more okay, oil. Okay. Got in it. it. And these urns probably hold, oh, maybe three or four gallons, at least the uh, ones okay. that we have. So. And then, anyway. and then with the balsam, you mentioned that. It can be applied beforehand. Yeah, you so, can mix it before the mass begins or during the, so the blessing. So if if you choose to do it beforehand, you wouldn't have that part where you put it in Correct. and stir it together. Okay, got Correct, it. Correct. Yeah, but again, the, the we're a sacramental people who celebrates a sacramental liturgy. So this breathing, this pouring, this, this mixing, the, the extending of the hand and blessing these are these are the 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 matter that goes together with the form. I agree. That makes uh, sacraments and sacramentals what they are. Wow. So you should go to this mass. Yeah. There's some I'm going cool to stuff now. you'll see. And, uh, go. Excellent. Go, yeah. Abs oh, I, one more question. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that you need to, just like you would with the uh, Pasco candle, you need to have that year's chrism. And <clears throat> you have to have listen that. Listen to you coughing. I know. You have to have that year's oils, and Mocking you can't me. use the oils from the previous year. Yeah, the oil, what do you do with the old oil? The oil is not to be kept from year to year. It's supposed to be disposed of properly, which would be, I suppose, poured into the ground or burned. Or secreted. Like yeah, I suppose, unless that would cause drain so, problems. But the, yeah, poured into the ground somehow or, or burned up, but not hmm. disposed of like normal garbage. How do, you, how do you do it in your parish? I pour it into the ground. You just take a little in. hole and... Yeah. Is there like a little ceremony for that or just no. like, okay. And you do that right before the chrism mass? Yeah. Okay. So priest could need those oils, need but it, yeah. right up until the end. Okay. So. Dennis, and what do you have to add to this conversation? I am what I am. All That's right. all that I am. Do you know why I said that? Popeye? Who's his girlfriend? Olive, Olive oil. Yes. And God, what did God say? I am who I am, right? So God, Popeye, and Olive really oil clever, are all Dan. related. You know, I just thought of that on the spot. You wow. know what's funny is what? Chris was talking for about thirty minutes, but the only thing I remember from this podcast <laughs> is Dennis's little quip at the end. Yep. So, good job, Dennis. Thanks. <laughs> all right, uh, it's time to answer a liturgy question. So why go to the liturgical institute? Well, if you want to serve the church and do liturgical studies from the heart of the church, you won't find any place quite like this. This place is faithful to the magisterium, but it's a dynamic orthodoxy, not dry. And at the same time, it not only makes the faith come alive, 
it also empowers you to help that be the experience for others as well. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Hahn, and I want to warmly recommend the Liturgical Institute for your consideration. Pray about going and studying and sharing the richness of our living tradition. Mail call! Mail call! Oh, Moses, Moses, why do you question me? Why do you care? Today, we have a similar debate over this. Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone? All right, guys. Yes, Jesse. This question comes from Nico. Nico. Yeah. Nico says, uh, may I just ask if it is forbidden to use incense during Lent? Is it really fasting for the eyes? What say you? The answer is no. 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 Wait, wait, wait. No. <laughs> no, it's not meant to be fasting for the eyes. And it's no, not forbidden it's not Lent. forbidden, which is to say, yes, it's permitted. And I... In, I infer from the question that someone told Nico that it was, and therefore it's fasting for the eyes. But I would think that is not the most nuanced understanding of Lent, incense, or fasting. So, Chris, mm. nuance. Well, well, forget the new. What's nuance mean? Doesn't it mean like cloud, which is <laughs> that's a good choice of word to, to make cloudy? Oh. Relative to incense? I don't know. Really? That's kind of irrelevant, I guess. I'll cut that the, out. The, but forget the, whatever the nuance is. The, the norms don't say anywhere that I'm aware of that incense is to not be used during Lent. It will say that musical instruments are not to be used except to support the singing or that flowers are not to be used to decorate the altar or the glory is not used except on solemnities. But I'm not aware of any rubric that says incense is not to be used during Lent. It's In part, fact... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> In fact, what... We'll use it at, uh, we had, we, in lacrosse, we opened our sesquicentennial. Right. We used incense. That's 150 years. That's 150 years. Uh, at the Chrism Mass, we're going to use incense. At uh, Mass of the Lord's Supper, the Triduum, they're going to use incense to process the um, Blessed Sacrament around the church, the altar of repose. So, so simplicity doesn't mean bare bones cutting out the essentials. It means reducing the things that would indicate a certain splendor and richness. And uh, incense is part of the part of the rite. Yeah, normative part of celebrating the Mass. All right, Nico, I hope that answers your question. And if you want to ask the Liturgy Guys a question, you can email us at questions at liturgyguys.com. Thank, Thank you, you, and, and God, God bless. The Liturgy Guys is produced by the Liturgical Institute. If you like what you've heard today, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And be sure to check out liturgicalinstitute.org to discover more about our degree programs, public events, and publications. Refresh your soul and renew the church at what Bishop Robert Barron calls one of the very best places in the country to receive formation in the Catholic liturgical tradition. Now that's a podcast.